Hey everyone, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends recap romance novels scene by scene and go wherever the text takes us. The wilds of the West? Sure. Fantastical scenarios? Fantastical scenarios involving fairies? Of course. Detailed discussions of fetishes? I mean, why not? Patrons at the Friendship Boner tier and higher, don't forget that this Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're hanging out with Tessa Bailey. So make yourselves ready. Whatever that means to you, you'll be getting the Zoom link later on. This week, we're finishing up Morning Glory Milking Farm by C.M. Nascasta. Patrons, if you recall, uh, Aaron and I did an overview discussion of this book when it first came out that honestly cannot be missed. The hand motions in the video alone are worth the rewatch, so think about it. Meanwhile, Sarah Wendell was the absolute perfect person to take the detailed journey with. Here we go. Okay, so now she goes to the coffee shop and... It is full of non-humans. Yes. It is clearly a business that caters to Mm non-humans. This is also one of my very favorite scenes where she starts to make friends. Yes. Because she's in line to get coffee and she's thinking about where she is and like, I should call my mom, but I'm getting paid and I I like my coworkers. Yeah. She can like spin to her mom. I'm making good money. I'm not going to go out to you know, the Tinsley's son again. No, thank you. Right. And she's becoming financially solvent, which is just like such a fucking high. Oh, my God. So she goes to the the black sheep beanery. Tons of different creatures and beings are in the coffee shop with her. <laughs> she orders her orders her drink and this super, super blonde woman She's waiting for her drink and this blonde woman comes up to her and says, there you are. Come on. I got us a table and drags her over to a table. And she does not know this woman. But Uh -uh. she's like, "Okay, I'll play along. Here we go. Here we go. The dialogue for this character is so good because, you know, immediately what kind of accent she has. Yes. What kind of background she has. There's just enough slang that you can just almost ima- imagine her 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 cadence. Like it's Absolutely. such good dialogue writing. This character sounds unlike any other character we have met. And Violet is pretending to be like totally into this conversation because this woman's telling her this story about some guy named Byron and he's an idiot and she's really mad about it. And she's like, I don't know who you are, but okay, tell me all about Byron. Yeah. This is fine. What's going on? And then somebody calls her name. And she goes, okay, my coffee's ready. She goes, oh, you're Violet? Okay, great. That's perfect. He's gone. Would you grab mine? It's the uh, lavender Earl Grey for Gilly. So (laughs) Violet's like, all right, sure. And then she comes back to the table and finds out this person's name is Gailis. I Uh think I'm saying that right. I think it's Gailis, but yeah. Gailis? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. She is a vampire. She was turned in London in 1982. And she doesn't actually drink the tea. She just smells it because it gives her sense memories. And she basically had run into someone from her work in the coffee shop and didn't want to talk to them. So she pretended to be friends with Violet to get her out of that conversation. I'm like, if that is not the most essential element of girl code. Yes. 
like not even a gross situation. Just I don't want to talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. Just pretending to be friends with one. Like I've I, I've done that. Yes. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah. I haven't seen you in forever. Are you good? Yeah. Like I've also done it, that when I can see other women are uncomfortable. I've been like, yeah. oh, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I saw you here. Do you have time right now? Like, can we talk or should I just call you later? And then they yeah. can be like, oh no, we should definitely talk right now. That, yeah, that's right great. now. Absolutely. This moment. Hey, I haven't <laughs> seen you in forever. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I've run into you. How are you? Yeah. Are you good? Let's, can we talk right now? And that, that is, I think, a very specific deployment of white woman privilege mm-hmm. because I know that I can also do that to young people, mm-hmm. whereas my husband could not. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if, if if there is a child who looks upset, I'd be like, hey, dude, you okay? What's right. going on? Because the the public perception of, of white women as, you know, harmless caretakers, yes. you can deploy that to other people's safety sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen women back each other up across all kinds of situations like this. Completely. So for this character, Gilly, to be like, hey, let me tell you all about this complete tool, Byron. And Violin's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> tell Here me we all go. about it. Can't wait. And now they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She has a friend now. It's really sweet. And she's a vampire who works <gasps> in a donor restaurant where they make food out of blood. Okay, so she's like, I didn't want to talk to that dude because he's a client. And, like, she basically does vampire milking. So he comes in and he'll give his blood. And so she's like, some of the humans who come in, they're the earners, right? They they sort of have similar breakdowns. And then the other ones, though, she's like, yeah, I I pull the needle out and, like, their dick is already out and they're fixing to jack off in front of me. Even though, like, I'm just there to do my job. Um, I don't know. It was, that was really interesting to me because it didn't, it didn't seem like a problem, but it also did seem like, like Galus thought it was weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wondered about that because yeah. I would find that to be like predatory and really uncomfortable and whatever. But I'm wondering if the reason it's not is because she is a vampire who I'm guessing in this lore is stronger and faster and, you know, all the things who can, like, physically defend her. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, it's another kink. I think yes. the first thing is that that she's basically describing another being's kink. Mm-hmm. And Violet, when she's listening, she says, this girl was so matter-of-fact, so blasé about the tawdry aspects of her apparent job that sounded suspiciously similar to her own. But instead of being judgmental, she's like, no, 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 start over and tell me everything I need to know about this. So apparently she just sort of accepts it as part of her job. This is part of what happens. I am wondering if it's because when she takes blood from the menu donors and they're jerking off, that's sometimes part of drawing blood, that it is erotic. Mm -hmm. And so that's I'm, you know, honestly, I'm not sure. But it it is it is a contrast, right? That that she's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, they've got a they've got their dick outs and they're whacking off, and it's fine. Right. Whereas, for, whereas for Violet, it's like, no, my job is the whacking off part. Because that's the thing. That's the difference for me in my brain too. Is like is like I understand why there are little cow fetishists who come in because part of the experience, like the the main part of the experience, is ejaculation, right? Yep. Yep. And so, but but in this case, it ain't got nothing to do with your cock, man. 
Yeah. Like there is I'm, I'm literally here for the no reason. Plentiful collection. I'm here for the plentiful collection. That's why yeah. And so yeah. the fact that like I don't know, there's like this this little wrinkle for me where like why would it why would it ever be okay? Like you know. And and so I'm, you I didn't was just trying to... to them whacking off. She she doesn't consent to them whacking off. Where everyone yes. in Violet's room is participating. Yes. in that action. Correct. They're all participating with consent and agreement. Whereas Galus does not. That's not what she's consent that's not... to that part. That's that's like oh that gross. She doesn't consent to having that part of it. She's right. just sort of like all right. I guess that's just part of the job. It's an interesting contrast. It that is isn't fully resolved. Yeah. But I do wonder if it's because the the power the power dynamics are different because she's a mm-hmm. vampire and they're human. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Okay, so all right. So what happens now? <laughs> Let me get I gotta move. All right. So we we look at like a little cow, we got a little cow thing, and then he starts visiting the farm on Fridays at the very yes. last appointment. Yes. Which I love. Yes. And earlier I forgot to I forgot to read them right before the um coffee shop scene there was this moment where she was like I don't know why I'm feeling like melancholy there was no reason to mope no reason she could think of other than and once the thought occurred to Violet she knew it was true a fact that boded poorly for her future it would be a whole week before she saw him again She's got a big crush. She's got it bad. Very big crush. Oh, my God. And later on, when her millennial skills come into uh, play for her crush activities and research, I was like, oh, you are so human. It's so cute. Yeah. So what is really interesting to her is that he always requests her, but there's also like zero information in his chart. A lot of times right. there will it's be like... It's not even his name. Just yeah. like initials and a number and that's it. But a lot of times there will be technician notes like likes a firm grip or like go counterclockwise or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's nothing in that for him. Nope. But she just knew, you know, she just knew. So now that it's part three, she's used to her job. Mm-hmm. She's getting accustomed to having more money. She's recognizing the progress she's made with her debt. She's recognizing the changes in her. But she's also very recognizable, very cognizant of the fact that there are still power differentials between them. Mm-hmm. He's older than her. He's definitely got more money, just judging by his clothing alone. Right. And she's still not sure of her position or precarity wait well yeah and and like the part of it is like eligibility too she doesn't know whether or not he would ever be interested in her no of course not however it's really funny i just have to read one section because it says she's got this ridiculous crush and then her inner monologue says violet we know about oh she thinks she's gonna get fired for a minute and she's like why would they fire me oh my god and she's saying violet we know about your inappropriate fantasies. The janitorial staff has notified us to the snail trail left behind no! on your workbench. Please oh, collect no. your things. Yep. <laughs> but no, the the good news and bad news she's getting from a superior is that she's got like two appointments that have uh, canceled, but then yeah. her last appointment is still there and it is her request. So she's like, oh, my God, I can go back to the coffee shop that he suggested. Yee! 
And guess who's there? And guess who's there? Oh, yeah. So Galus is going to meet her there, and it's very exciting. And she thinks she hears his voice, like, talking sternly about, like, axles and deliveries and stuff. Yep. Yep. And she's like, oh, my God, you've got it so bad that you're imagining him. This is, this is bad. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But then she orders her drink. And she feels a presence, like, come up very close. She can feel his warmth on her back. Yeah. And then the server, one of the black sheep, is like, oh, what do you want for, you know, do you want your usual? And he's like, yeah, I want the usual and whatever she's getting. And, like, maybe throw in one of those, like, donut twists or whatever. Yeah. He likes dessert, this oh, person. he's got a sweet tooth. So she... Is like, oh my God, it's happening. He's here. Yes. Oh my God, it's happening. And they start talking and it's really, really cute because the server obviously knows him really well. One of the owners of the coffee shop. Yeah, she's teasing him. Yeah. She's teasing about like his, um, like, oh yeah, you, you, you might want one of the twists. Okay. Yeah, of course you do. She says, you're going to turn into a cinnamon twist. Yeah. And then she says, Rourke, are you and L'Oreal coming to my Iris Day cookout? And Violet's heart just drops. On yeah. one hand, she now knows his name. Ooh. But who is L'Oreal? And why are they going to a cookout? And he answers, well, I'll try to stop by. I can't make promises. And, and I won't speak says, for L'Oreal. I won't speak for L'Oreal, but... We haven't seen the two of you in months, and I'm not taking no for an answer. And Violet is just crushed. Yeah. Because she never thought that he was with someone else. All that playful banter and flirting. She did not think that he might be engaged with someone else. And she and is just crushed. Yeah. And all of her all of her insecurities come to the forefront because she's like, oh, my God, he's definitely with someone. Of course he is. And I bet she's like a super competent businesswoman who's mm -hmm. super hot and tall yep. and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so she decides that she's going to get like very customer service with him because she just yes. can't handle it and she doesn't know how else to deal with it. So he so, buys her drink. Yeah. And he is about to say... Would you care to? And she interrupts him and she said, well, there's someone waiting for me, so I should let you get back to work. And he looks at her and he goes, lunch date? And she mm. said, yes, exactly. And he gets very stiff and 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 he gets very cold. And he says, well, I, I won't keep you until this afternoon, mm -hmm. Violet. And then she turns around and Gylas is sitting there. She's like, okay, please tell me who that was. Mm-hmm. I need and to know she's everything. coming out of the loo. She's coming out of the loo. She's like, what were you doing in the bathroom? Do vampires even need to use the bathroom? And her friend's like, no, we're not discussing that right now. No. We are not. This is my favorite yes. part of this character. We can discuss the intricacies of vampiristic lifestyle and the maintenance and upkeep of an asymmetrical haircut at another time. <laughs> I want to hear about this big sexy friend of yours. Please tell me everything. I love her so much. So good. I hope she gets a book someday. Oh, I hope so. Oh, it's so good. And so she's like, he's a client, but like... He's not important. Mm. He's not anyone. And she's like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I saw how he was looking at you. Yeah. And he's not going to be not important for long. Mm-hmm. Like, oh boy. Yep. Okay. Then she gets... She goes to an appointment and she finds out about like the gold rings. She hears somebody yes. talking about 
Having... So one of the earners is like this. This sounds like such a familiar thing, like guys who take business calls while they're getting a pedicure or whatever. He's getting jacked off and he's having a, a phone call from mm-hmm. this, this this earner minotaur. And he's like, look, you got to talk some sense into this guy. Once that ring goes in, it's over. You can do the whole ceremony. You can do the vows, but he can get the ring in for their anniversary. This is your brother. You need to talk to him and get, you know, to tell him not to back out. And she realizes, oh, the ring in Rourke's nose is significant. Yeah. It means something. Yeah. So he is her last appointment of the day. And he comes in and she says, long time no see. And he is terse. He's not happy. Not no, happy. he's very terse. He's very terse and unsure. And mm-hmm. she says, um, I have a cultural question, if it's not disrespectful. What does the ring in the nose signify? I've wondered, and the client before you was talking about convincing someone not to do it. Is it a religious thing? And he gets very, like, stiff uh-huh. and pauses. And he's not somebody who reacts. So the fact that she's seeing him react to her is a big deal. Like, he's not somebody who reveals things about himself mm-hmm. through his bodily actions. So he pauses and his voice is very clipped. He says, well, historically, it's a symbol of ownership and being bound to another. The modern usage is almost always to signify being bound to another person in marriage. And now she is like ready to cry. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Okay, you got to get over him. You, you, You knew he was with somebody. And then he says, I've been divorced for about two years now. I just haven't had the damn thing taken out. At first, I wasn't ready, and now I'm afraid it's going to hurt. Oh, what a soft boy. I love him. So cute. So he's he's divorced. He's single. And he says, how is your lunch date? And Uh she says, oh, it's nice. I haven't been able to do anything. Do you have any weekend plans coming up? Mm -hmm. And And she's trying to ask about the barista asking him about weekend plans. And he figures it out immediately. He's like, no, no, she lives in the same development. She and her brother own the coffee house. They have big block parties, but I try to stop by. And she's like, fuck it. I'm just going to ask. Who's L'Oreal? Who's (laughs) L'Oreal? Who the fuck is that? You're divorced. Who's this other person? Because I need to know if I'm going to continue my flirtation before I, you know, yank your balls in a good way. Yeah. And he says, L'Oreal is my neighbor. He's not a wife or a girlfriend. It's his fucking neighbor. Mm-hmm. She's an elf, an elf with a huge orc boyfriend. And they used to go to all the parties together because they were, they were single, but she's not single anymore. <gasps> and then she realizes, oh, fuck, he was going to ask you to have coffee with him. You could have made out. You could have climbed <gasps> him like a tree. I love But her. no. In the meantime... Based on the information that she has about him in his file, yeah. she has figured out that he is a Capricorn and she is a Taurus and yes. she's done a deep dive into their astrological compatibility and she's identifying oh my God. all the Capricorn elements that fit this guy and she decides to come clean. She's like, I was meeting a friend for coffee. That was my lunch date. We've been friends since last month. And he goes, that's who you were meeting? And she's like, yeah, I was meeting my friend who works at La Vie Rouge. And he said, oh, she's a vampire. And uh-huh. I said, yeah, that's who I was meeting today. <laughs> and he goes, huh. Yeah. Do vampires even drink coffee? It's so cute. It's so cute. So they both, I love this as a technique. Yeah. They have a misunderstanding. They clear it up in the next chapter. And it only creates more tension between them as yeah. opposed to oh, well, he's single. Let's, you know, let's go, let's go get busy. There's still all the other stuff, but now she knows more about him. Yes, absolutely. 
Oh my gosh. And they've sort of both confirmed with the other one that that the other is interested. And single. And, and single. available. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that I loved about I know this is I know this is what you were talking about with like millennial uh human people uh is like the astrological chart thing but whatever whatever things is like yeah he's a capricorn so like it said like make him a little jealous but like do not leave him there for a long time (laughs) you know (laughs) make him feel valued and appreciated and he'll make you feel the center of his world so she's thinking about everything that she knows about his astrological sign yeah. because she doesn't know that much about him. But of course, with all of this online research about his birthday, she has constructed this whole concept of him because yes. she doesn't have any other information and she's using it to make him feel like, you know, appreciated yeah. and valued while she's yanking the ejaculate out of his schlong. You got to do it, you know, as you do. Yeah. Multitasking. Okay. Yep. So one of the things that happens is she's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm pretty interested in like going to this vampire restaurant because they have things for non, non blood drinkers. So by the end of the appointment, he's saying to himself, hmm, so the ring out and a vampire restaurant, we'll have yep. to see what we can do about that. Yep. He's been listening. Yes. Oh, it's so good. So okay. now it's time for part four. Part there are five four. parts. So it, it's very nicely divided into a five-act structure. Mm-hmm. Even though there's not a lot of angst and tension, there are still issues that need to be resolved. Well, so and they, they're very thematic. Each one yes. has a distinct theme. Yes, you're so right about that. Absolutely. So she's milking another good little cow, and she's like, you're the best breeding bull in the stable. Wow. I'm going to milk you dry. She's sort of participating in his in his fetish to get a, a speedy and plentiful collection, because that is the job. And she's thinking about this conversation she had with Gylas about fetish and humans and kink. Mm-hmm. And that basically when humans start having sex with other beings, they don't go back to other humans because, they can't. for example, the Naga have two cocks and once he slips them both in, there's no human with one boring little cock that'll ever be good enough. That's so, right. you know, if you've been DP'd by a sexy snake man whose name you can't even say, well, then you move to a place like this and it's all very clean and respectable and no one ever lets on how horny they are to try something new and it's only Ooh. ever women. So human women are into it because the, uh, the dicking is good. Yeah. And, and Violet's like, wait, are you saying that every human in town is only here because they want to be dicked down by other <laughs> species? And Gylas is like, well, I'm just I mean, saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not not saying that. <laughs> I'm not not saying that. Besides, has that big bull of yours rutted you yet? And she's oh, like, and they're in a coffee shop completely scandalizing all of the other customers yeah. with this conversation, which I've, I've been there. Yes. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on you? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? 
All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Okay, so now he comes in and he's like, he's like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm doing it. And she's like, you're cutting your hair? Because he's got like this messy russet hair. Floppy hair, uh, yeah. And he's like, no, no, I'm getting the ring out. And she's yes. like, whoa, oh, that's a big And step. Violet now has to teach another employee. Oh, yeah! Stiff and Grip Sally! And she's not good at her job. She's oh, not man. into it. She didn't watch the training video. She's like, whatever. Just, yeah, you know, just beat him off. It's and fine. she doesn't give a shit. And so when, when Violet's trying to, good like, at it. give her constructive criticism, she's like, I mean, like, what the fuck? Does, 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 doesn't even matter as long as they come. And Violet's yeah. like, if that were the no. case, why would they need us at all? They would just yeah, they have just- holes in the walls with the nozzles. Yeah. And Violet also delivers a very good feedback sandwich yes. of you're doing really good with the setup and you've got the pro- the process down but the actual process of collecting the you know did you watch the training videos mm-hmm. and the girl's like nah i didn't feel like it i didn't want to also by the way their grocery store is the food griffin oh yeah a play on food lion and i was like nicely uh-huh. done nicely done and my gosh, this other girl, this other human is not good at her job. And so no. now Violet is like, wait a minute, I'm actually pretty good at this. Yeah. And then she's like, you know what? I'm taking the last client of the day. You may not yeah. touch him. So she yeah. goes in there and the first thing she does is be like, is be like, oh, we've got a trainee today. Yep. And then they proceed to flirt in front of the trainee. Who clearly doesn't give a shit. No. No. And no. she's not interested in having any interaction with the clients. She wants the, this other human really wants things to be as mechanical as possible. Right. She sees herself as part of the machinery where Violet, like when they were having that conversation about personal touch, she sees Violet, herself as an artist. Yeah, this is this is a job, but it's her skill that is providing part of this personal touch. Whereas Correct. this other girl is like, I'm just part of the machinery, mm-hmm. or whatever. So Rourke is getting his ring removed <gasps> now that there's an incentive to be free and clear. Oh, my oh, gosh. And really? so she's like, I can't believe you're here on a Tuesday. And mm-hmm. he says, well, I'm going out of town this weekend. And then he's like, plus, I've I've been having to jack off a lot more recently. So the Tuesday appointment was welcome. <laughs> she's like, oh, he's always thinking about me. And then, speaking of engaging directly with the messy ejaculation fetish, Mm -hmm. dragging her nails lightly down his plump testicles, she bounced them against her palms, grinning when he growled. They definitely feel very full. We'll have to make sure we give you a good deep milking today to help tide you over until Friday. And then the ring comes out Saturday and you're back on the meat market. Oh, Oh, my God. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's the end of the chapter. And the beginning of the next chapter is the most perfect thing I've read in a while. Yes. It just says, you. 
His voice was accusing and an affront to the scowl creased over his broad, handsome face. And it's because she's been gone for two weeks. Yep. Like, he told her he's getting the ring out, and then she disappears for two weeks, leaving him with stiff grip Sally. <laughs> and he is mad. She He is chafed. She is not good at this job. Chafed. Oh, Poor my thing. gosh. And so she opens up to him, and she's like, there was a death in the family, and I had to go home. And so then they have, like, this moment on that level yeah. We find out that when she flew back home, she did have to have coffee with Tucker or whatever the fuck his name is. And it, oh, it she thinks he's adorable when he pouts. Like, it, this scene is so good. Yep. And she has had a trip back home. Yeah. Where she has been located in all of the things that she's been trying to avoid returning to and confirms that she does not want to con- return to those right. things. Not right. at all. Nope. Absolutely. So she uses extra lube because his poor chafed bits are delicate. And apparently the lube the farm uses is like some kind of genius. Honestly, if you needed a good merch opportunity, Morning Glory Milking Farm lube. Yes. Anyone who's read this book would be like, I think I need some of that. Yep. 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 If it can cover a 15 minute hand job without drying out, that's some good lube. Yeah, that lube is quite, quite good. Wow. Yep. So, okay. And then I, and then I fucking love the rest of this because she tells him about her day. I think as she's jacking him off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a first time client. Mm -hmm. He lost his erection twice. He finished with no warning. Half of what he was supposed to be paid for wound up in the laundry cart Uh because it got all over my scrubs. He had no clue. I had to show him how to do everything. And, He's like, oh, well, I got stuck with stiff grip Sally for two weeks, and I thought she circumcised me at one point. It's so She's like, all right, let's get started. Yeah. And so she says, tell me if this is too much pressure. So then he says, you're perfect. And it's so sweet. Okay. And and she all she wants to do is lick his pre-cum off, but she knows there's cameras, and so she can't. And it's very funny to me. Yep. Um, Okay. And then this is where... He says, do you want to have coffee with me and, like, talk to me more about your aunt? And she's like, yes, I definitely do. And he's like, all right, go clock out and, you know, do whatever you need to do. I'll go get us a table. So now I'm they're probably going to co- need to flip over a booth of teenagers, but it's fine. They'll bounce. That's right. Ooh, <laughs> so he's good. big and strong. He's going to toss some teens around. Yeah. This is it. You can do it. We're going to have coffee and then you can lock yourself in his house and never leave. It is time to climb this man like a tree. Oh, my God. She I love this heroine. Okay, so she she finds out about him. He's got a a human grandfather or like a human side of the whatever. And then he she tells him finds out about her background. Yeah, they're doing all of that. And then finally, he's like, okay. I've been thinking about this for a while. I don't know if it's appropriate, but frankly, I think I'm a little bit past the point of caring. I really want to go to dinner with you. Would you like to go to dinner with me? And she's like, yes, definitely. Oh, it's so sweet. And now we skip forward. They've been dating for like three weeks. And I love this device because we get to see how intimate they became really quickly, which has a load of lead up 
And we know why that happened already, even though every single one of their interactions has been at the farm. Yep. But then throughout this, she's having like different memories of their different dates. Absolutely. It's so good. And he has refused. He's he's been like, it's a chaste kiss at your door. And she's going bananas. So Galus is waxing her because she's like, this is it. This is the day i am gonna get dicked down by this minotaur god damn it game on yes i am sorry to inform you violet not so much you're not however you will not be left unsatisfied oh no so they have a date and then she takes him back to her house and she's like yes it's gonna happen and this is where we find out that rourke is not only a sweet dreamboat, but he's also a great dirty talker. Oh, my goodness. Oh, there's also the part in here where she finds out about him, but then she finds his ex-wife. Oh, yes. And does a deep millennial research deep dive on all of the social media. Uh, and she identifies that his ex-wife is someone who is starting over. And yeah. she figures all of this stuff out about her and about Rourke from her social media posts and then finds a family member and starts reading that. And I'm like, this is so very Ooh, real. I saw so myself real. and all of my friends in this yeah. moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She went she went deep diving in the social media and she found him and, and a relative and kid pictures and family pictures and can see about his wife. And she asks him about his ex-wife yeah. and he says, you know, we just we just grew apart. She wanted to travel. I was starting my business. All of her friends was single. I was always working and we drifted apart. And that's the end. I was too boring. She says, well, I have great news for you because I am the most boring person I know. And then he says, oh, not to me. Not to me. So they go back so then, to her house. Yes. And she's like, it's on, TM. I'm so excited. And she even gets Gylas to give her a bikini wax. Yeah. Good Girl. stuff. Girl. And so she gets into her apartment and she's like, oh man, I've never noticed how small my apartment was until it was filled with seven foot Minotaur. Yeah. And he is like, I am not going to fuck you tonight, but I am going to make all of your orgasmic dreams come true. And he says they had this um, they had this conversation earlier about like her paying or not paying. And he said, I love this conversation. Oh, me too. He says, I'm at a point in my life where I can spoil someone. And so we will go at your pace we, we will do everything at your comfort level, but I need you to know that when you're with me, I am going to spoil you. He says it's dinner, not a down payment on your time. He yes. has no expectations for all of the things that he is buying, their meals, their trips, all of the stuff they're doing together. He's paying for it and he won't let her pay, but it's because he wants to spoil her and he's in a position to do so. He doesn't see it as an obligation on her part. Oh, <gasps> What a dreamboat. Seriously. So when they're at her house, he's like, I told you I would spoil you. Did you think that didn't mean I would spoil that pussy? And And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, dirty talk. Hi alert. Okay. Okay. Here we are. It's happened. It's happening. Like that. I was that Michael Scott gif at this point. Um, (laughs) And he says, I'm going to take care of this pretty little pussy anytime you ask, I think. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like it's too And she's like, much. Okay. 
Sure thing. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. It says, anytime she wants to be licked, I'll be here to lick it and make you come. Eating this pussy is going to be my my new favorite meal. Anytime she wants to be stuffed... Anytime she wants to be stuffed with my fat bullcock, I'll be here to fuck you so good you won't be able to remember your own name. I'm going to spoil you rotten, Violet. I'm going to spoil this cunt every way I can. All you need to do is tell me what you need. Rourke. Yep. Rourke. Sir. <laughs> yeah. So my he dude. goes down on her like a champion. Yep. And one of the reasons is because he's like, I can barely like turn around in here. And also my hooves will like really fuck up your scratch your sheets. floor. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah. We got to go somewhere else for the actual dicking down Ooh. part. But I am not leaving you unsatisfied. Oh, my God. He started calling her sweetheart now. Yep. It's so good. And she notices when they're together in Bridgeton, people stare at them. But when they're together in Cambridge Creek, nobody stares or blinks an eye. Yeah. She notices that the difference in how they're perceived. Mm -hmm. But she also is like, we need to uh, address some of this sexual tension, please. And then he says, I'm not going to do anything that might hurt you, and you're not ready to take my cock. You need to be prepped. And mm -hmm. I can barely turn around and hear my teeth. My hooves are going to tear up your sheets. Yeah. Like, okay. He's like, you're going to pack a bag, and you're coming home with me this weekend. Oh. She's like, okay. And then he gets her off so very thoroughly that she just barely remembers to keep breathing and passes out in the bed and he leaves. Yeah, like he sort Press of like her kisses her on the forehead as she's like going, ah, bay, <laughs> like yes. going to sleep. But one of the mm. things, oh my God, I want you to come on my tongue, he ordered in his CEO voice. Oh my You're God. You're always going to come first, sweetheart. Always against yep. my mouth. Understand? Yep. Oh my God, he's so yep. bossy and I love it. Yep. Okay. And it's an interesting shift in the other power dynamics when they're in the milking farm it's it's not the same mm -hmm. when it's just the two of them the the way they are together based on location matters yes. and there's a difference and it indicates that they both are understanding of boundaries based on location right. which i love that i do too i, I really that. really love that it makes sure that yeah. the well and it makes sure that the lines aren't blurred he, nope. So not only has he spent like these three weeks only chastely kissing yeah. her, he's also paused his appointments at the milking farm because yep. he just he wants her to know that he wants to get to know her as a person. He understands that there is this like high combustion sexual component between them, but yep. he doesn't want that to be all there is. And... I don't know. The way that he communicates that to her in just action is is really compelling. Yep. And then she's got clients. This is where she has the client who says, yeah, my youngest is starting university. Yes. And her day was full of earners who are super easy. They're there to ejaculate, get paid and get out. And this one says that his youngest is starting school and nothing is inexpensive. And she tells him what to eat to increase his output. I if you're trying it. to bank that first semester, oysters and spinach, you want zinc and folate to help with production. Mm -hmm. like, oh, oysters. I'll do that. Thanks for the tip. And he's like super appreciative. And she's starting to like appreciate what they're doing and yeah. why. And is pretty happy with her job. Oh. Yeah. And then he this comes back in. This wasn't any different. Yes, he does. Mm. So it's his first appointment in a while. 
And they're both very excited about it. Rourke is back. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He says, you know, I was originally going to cancel today. I've got a hot date tonight. Figured I should probably stay home and get ready. Then I thought it might be smart to keep my normal appointment. <laughs> I I think I'd rather keep the edge. Like he's yeah. he's going back and forth on whether he should like you know come first. Oh, it's really good. And he says that he's... I like this girl a lot. Yes. Like he's talking about her in the third person. He says we have a great so connection. We have fun together. I can envision her in my life in five years, ten years. And I know it probably seems a bit premature, moving a little too fast, but this isn't my first rodeo, and I've been stupid in relationships before. Now I know what I want, and she checks all my boxes. I think I do for her as well. And tonight is supposed to be the big night. Oh, my God. Yes. We've been taking things slow, and I'm a gentleman after all. And then she realizes he's been making such an effort literally from day one. He picked most of the date locales, taken Mm -hmm. a step away from work to prevent muddying the waters. Mm -hmm. They've gone hiking. They went for walks. And he's been taking her to different places. And she realized that they've been getting to know each other all outside of anything sexual. Right. Oh, it's so sweet. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent Would Always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent Would Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself... Or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend. Check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. So then she does go to his house. And And he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, keep his appointment full. He he leaves. He saves all of it for later. Yeah. And their plan is to like go out for ice cream before they go to vampire dinner because they have to go like they have a 1 a.m. reservation and Rourke is put out, which as a 34, almost 35 year old woman, I understand you cannot get me to even contemplate 1 a.m. Nope. There's Mm -hmm. no fucking way. Not a chance. Nope. So he comes out in just a towel, having just showered. She shows up at his house. He says, come on in. And he's wearing a towel. And he's like, you have way too many clothes on. And she's like, I thought thought we were going for ice cream. What are you doing? He's like, yeah, no. Mm -mm." Yeah. And she. After dessert, then dessert. Uh Uh-huh. 
It's so good. Okay, so then they do some sex, Sarah. They 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 do some they sex. They do some sex. He goes down on her. Doesn't yep. she go down on him too? Or is that later? Yep. No, that's later. Okay, that's, that's later. later. That's later. Yeah, he's like, and you have to says, come first or nothing else happens. Oh, my God. Yep. And then she says, I feel like I'm an Athenian sacrifice. I think there's sort of like a, a mythology theme to a lot of our episodes now. This is right? Two. Yeah. Yeah. So in the Athenian legend, the uh, Athenian disciples were sacrificed to the Minotaurs. And the legend was that the Minotaur would eat them, mm-hmm. eat all the tributes. Because they says, would have to be not- virgin women. Yeah. And that's not actually what happens. <gasps> uh, basically, well... They never left and new ones had to be brought, but they weren't leaving the Minotaur. They were all having sex with him. That's right. And then in the middle of going down on her, he says, I just wanted to say I really like you. And I just want to make sure that you knew that I was interested in you, not just your perfect tiny hands. Oh, so hot. It's so hot. And he acknowledges it. I love that he's like, no, 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 no. This is not about the milking farm. This is about you. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Okay, so now she's then he like, gets lube. Please. She goes, she's please, 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 please. I need your cock so bad. And she he gets lube, and she's like, did you get that from the farm? And he says, yes, it came in my third reward tier. Because he's a producer. Yeah, if there's a reward tier. And then she's like, oh, really? Like, I do all the work and then you get the rewards. And he's like, well. That's not fair. I've actually, you know, I've been producing a lot more since you got there. Yeah, I've so. leveled up. Thank you. <laughs> she's like, we'll discuss this later. We need to bone. No. Uh-huh. Now. Oh, my gosh. So she's like, please, please, I need your cock. And then... um. He's like starting to put the crown in and he says, you don't need to beg for it, Violet. It's yours. Anytime you want it. I'm going to spoil your pussy with this big bullcock every day if that's what you want. Oh, geez. Oh, my Lord. And she's like, and yes, it's a bit big. And they there's a lot of words spent on the actual process of getting this giant fucking cock. Which I appreciate. Inside her. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, we are designed to stretch physically. Of course. Like we, like, I I know very tiny women who've had 10 pound babies. Right. Yep. And not cesarean delivery. Nope. Full on vaginal delivery. We are designed to stretch and accommodate a lot, but he has to do a lot of work and prep to make sure that she can accommodate him Mm -hmm. and she is down for it. She's super down for it. And then, so he's finally like mostly, I think, inside of her and she's like, yes, give it to me. And, like, she's, like, it's deeper than I've ever been fucked before. And then she just starts babbling. She's like, you've been so good, so sweet and bossy, and I love it, and you're such a gentleman, and I love your cock. And then he says, there's nothing gentlemanly about the way I'm going to fuck you, sweetheart. Oh, Lord. Yep. And then he tells her while he is, like, balls deep in her. Inside her. Do you know what happened to the tributes in the labyrinth? They were given to the Minotaur to appease his lust. No human man could match. And they sent new tributes every year, but the old ones never left. They were addicted to the way they were filled. And Violet is like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. Mm -hmm. 
And then it says, I want to feel you come around my cock, Violet. I want you to squeeze me until your cunt has the permanent shape of me because it's the only cock that's ever going to make you scream like this again. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sir. Oh, my My goodness. And then she's like, I can't wait to have this 24 ounces inside me slash feeling it splashing everywhere. So, like, come inside me, come inside me. Nothing had prepared her for being on the receiving end of 24 ounces of his hot milk. (laughs) There was an obscene squelch. (laughs) All of that is highlighted on my end, too. (laughs) Yep. 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 It's so good. Yep. And then he says, fuck, this is a waterproof blanket, but I should have put down a few towels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. He's like, are you okay? Did I hurt you? Please talk to me. Do I need to carry you to get ice cream? And she starts laughing. And she's like, you really are such a gentleman. And now part six is H-E-A, three months later, everyone. And even this Sarah, I, I mean, I say even this, but like the HEA was also perfect. Like yep. it thread it threaded the needle so well for me mm-hmm. because like she's spending most weekends at her house or whatever, but she's living in Bridgeton and he's doing a bunch of networking for like for and with her to yep. try to see if they can get her something within her field. And so all of that happens and, like, she's, you know, going to parties with him and really becoming ingrained in his life. Yes. And she does get an interview and it's very exciting. It's in her field. It's, like, her dream job. It pays as much as the farm so she can still pay down her loans and everything. And they're fucking left and right and they're going on outings together and it's just, like, the sweetest it really is. She gives a great blowjob that was, like, very hot. Oh, yeah. Two fingers in his butt and everything. Oh, my God. So good. And, okay, so then basically the HEA is that she does get this dream job. Yep. She finds an apartment in town in Galus's apartment complex. Yep. And Galus is like, do I need to drown to, to drain one of my neighbors to make this happen? That's She's right. like, please do not. <laughs> it's so cute. And actually she also has a really, really cool conversation with Luriel about being in an interspecies relationship. Because yep. there are there are wonderful benefits and terrible drawbacks both. Yep. But then he's like, they're in bed together and she's like, do you want me to quit? And he's like, what? What what no. what kind of grade A shit would I have to be to like ask you to quit Make the you job quit the where job. I met you? That's nuts. Like if you want to quit, I'll support whatever the fuck you want, but no, I don't want you to quit. And she's like, "Okay, I think I'm going to keep like two shifts a week at the farm and it's going to be great. Extra money." Yeah. And she tells him that she got the um the apartment and he's like, "Well, I I hope it's a pretty short lease." And she's like, yeah, it's a year lease and then month to month. And he's like, that's perfect. Because, like, then we're, we'll be stable enough and, like, sure about each other in our relationship to move in together, basically. And mm-hmm. so in this HEA, she not only maintains her autonomy. Yep. She maintains the job she likes while also mm-hmm. going for the job, like, she loves and designed her life for. In her field. Yeah. She tells her mother that she has a boyfriend and she tells her mother 
that she's moving to another suburb. She's not moving home. And she tells him that tells her that her boyfriend is a minotaur. That's right. Yeah. This HEA is so good. It does all of the work to show how much she has moved from where she was at the start mm-hmm. of the story to where she is at the end and all of the things that come with it. And it's not just, oh, we have really good sex, so all of our differences do not matter. Right. No, they matter and they talk about them, but they also learn how to deal with them. Yes. Because it's not his first rodeo. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, my romantic relationship has now stabilized my life to the point that I no longer have the worries I had at the beginning. No. Nope. They're still there. She's still like figuring out ways to pay down her debt and she still is wanting to maintain her autonomy, even though she knows she could move in with Rourke right now and be happy, she wants to be completely sure. And it's it's yes. just it's such a nice um, callback to the way that she handled things with her mom. And it's, yes, it's so good. Yes. It's so good. She also has a great conversation with L'Oreal, the elf neighbor. Where she's like, how does he even fit? He's like seven feet tall and his hands are huge and you are small. And L'Oreal's like, this is why I like you. You ask the important questions. This is actually an easy one. Elves are stretchier. Mm -hmm. And then L'Oreal says that Elf explained the species. So her species is diminishing in its population and evolutionary changes happened as they mated more with other species. Then Shenlin Luriel says they don't definitely don't teach us that in school. They want us making elvish babies with other elves, which is the crux of why most of us are on anxiety medication. Oh, L'Oreal. Honey, I'm glad you found your orc. Right? She's like, I don't even know how some of these human women do it. Like, I'll be out and I'll see a human smaller than you with an orc as big as Kosh. And I just want to tell her, honey, he's going to perforate your cervix and there is nothing sexy about that. (laughs) Seriously? I I just love how grounded in an actual reality this world is, even though it is completely fantastical. Oh, I love this book. But you've read it three times. I mean, I know, right? Like, it's rare. (laughs) So, okay. All right. Sarah, do you have a lady love? Do I have a lady love is also a good question. Yeah. Oh, I have one. My lady love is the Book of Life soundtrack. The Book of Life, the the Disney movie. First of all, wonderful movie on its own. Super good. It's based around the Day of the Dead. I love that. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's one of those kids movies that takes like really awesome contemporary songs and then puts it into the movie in a way that like flows seamlessly. It wasn't Disney. I was thinking that wasn't right. It wasn't Disney. It was Fox because I follow the co-writer and director Jorge Gutierrez on Twitter. He is so fun. Nice. Fan art. I love that movie because there's a scene in the afterlife where um, one of the characters, Manolo, meets all of his ancestors, yeah. and one of his ancestors wanted to be an art, wanted to be an opera singer, opera but wasn't. Singer. And it's and it's voiced by Placido Domingo, <gasps> the famous opera singer. Are and you I shooting was, me? Uh, no, I'm not. No, Placido Domingo is in the movie. He does the voice of the ancestor who wanted to be an opera singer and is now one that. in the afterlife. Afterlife, and I heard his voice because my parents were super into opera. Yeah, and my and I heard his voice. I'm like, I think that's Placido Domingo. <laughs> 
Oh my God, my son is going to be so excited when I tell him this because he, oh, I, I think his favorite moment in the movie is when they're all fighting and the opera ancestor starts singing over everything. Yes, oh. that's, <laughs> yep. And it's such a very little thing. I'm like, hold the phone. I know that voice. Yes, that is one of my favorite little secrets. All right, so I will meet your lady love with another movie that I th- think you kids might like if you haven't seen it. Yeah, have, yeah, you, yeah. have they watched The Rise of the Guardians? No. No, it's gorgeous. Okay, I'm writing it the down. The rise of the the rise of the guardians is from several years ago. My kids were really little. We saw it on Christmas because this is what you do when you're Jewish on Christmas. You get yep. Chinese in a movie. Mm-hmm. We saw this years ago. Yeah, 2012. You might have seen some stills from it. There's a Sandman. The Easter Bunny is voiced by Hugh Jackman. Oh. Jude Law, Isla Fisher, and Alec Baldwin and Chris Pine are the voice actors. Wow. And it's really, really beautiful and touching and gorgeous. And I love that movie. So you would probably really <gasps> like it. That's exciting. Rise of the Guardians. All right. I'm putting it yeah. on the list. Right now, we're get, we're um, like mainlining Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, we've done that yeah. several times. They get two episodes a night. Like it's yep. their, it's our family movie time. Yep. <laughs> it's so yep. fun. Are you in chapter two or chapter three now? We're in chapter two. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So when you're done, I need to ask you about ships in Avatar. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. We need to talk about Avatar ships. Yes. I have yeah. several. Oh, <laughs> cannot wait. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. And yeah. It was a real treat to read this book. Rourke is such a big Minotaur dreamboat. Isn't he, though? Oh, such man. Such a big All right. And now we have to figure out whether or not we're going to stick with mythology for next time you're here. Right? I, I mean, maybe that's the theme. I don't know. Yeah. Who, the sky's the, the limit, really. The sky's the limit. All right. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as Violet loves her independence. (laughs) Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars then we'll do whatever book you want. 
We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas. Okay, back to the show. <laughs> 